every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. We're going to dig straight into God's Word. Someone say God's Word. If you have a Bible in your hands, lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. Now, if your Bible is in your phone, lift up your phone. Don't worry. Just say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. Say it again, say, this is my Bible. Does anybody, did anybody come to church with a hard copy Bible like mine this morning? Lift up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. In Jesus' precious name. So this morning, we're going to be laying the foundation for today, the series for this month. And I want you to follow me closely. Follow me closely. We're going to be opening the Bible a lot. Say, neighbor. We're going to be opening the Bible a lot. So I need someone who has an amplified translation to stand still. Do more if you have amplified. Stand still with me with your amplified. We're going to go through amplified. But trust me, you're going to be opening the Bible a lot this morning. And why am I going to do that this morning? It's because we are laying a foundation of something we've never done in SLC before. I have never preached on prosperity in this church before. Never. Never. Never, never, never. Our church will be three years in a matter of days. Hallelujah. And I've never thought on the topic of prosperity once. And so when the Lord began to impress in my heart to do that this month, I knew I had to take it seriously. And it's important for us to go into the scriptures. The scriptures are the foundation for everything. And if I don't have a basis, a strong basic understanding of God's word for anything, then I will fall into error easily. Number two, if I don't have a strong, you know, firm understanding of God's word, I'll be easily detracted. Just a little argument or criticism here and there can toss me off what I believe. Amen. So this morning we'll be preaching on what I titled Prosperity is God's Will. Someone say Prosperity. I need you to be alive this morning. Amen. Say, prosperity is God's will. I'm touching on the neighbor. Say, neighbor, prosperity is God's will. So say again. Say, neighbor, God wants you to have money. Mm, somebody said, if I get broke, it will be your business. It's God's business that you got broke. It's God's business. God is concerned that you are broke. It's God's business. Faith begins when the will of God is known. Follow me closely. Ensure this morning that there's no distraction, not on your phone, not anywhere. Faith begins when the will of God is known. Faith in God can only start when I have found out his will for my life. If I'm not sure of God's will, then I'm not able to lay claim on it. If I'm not sure God wants me healthy, then I will not be able to pray for healing. Are you following my point? 
Are you following me this morning? I need a very strong feedback church this morning. Are you hearing me? Okay. If I'm not sure God wants me healthy, I will not be able to believe God for health. If I'm not sure God wants me to be prosperous, I will not be able to pray for it. I will not be able to believe for it. I will not be sure whether praying and believing God for health or for wealth was the right thing to do. I will not be sure. So faith begins when God's will is known. This is why it's the first step to anything. I must know, does God want me prosperous? Is prosperity part of the redemption plan or the redemptive plan of Jesus? Did Jesus die so that I would have money? Did Jesus Christ die on the cross so I can be prosperous? Does God want me prosperous? What are the practical and the physical consequences of the sin when Adam fell? So let's go to the beginning, from the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, very beginning. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. You know, everything that started spoiling, started spoiling from Genesis chapter 3. Everything, that's where the party scattered. Yam, pepper, scatter, scatter. Genesis chapter 3, yam, pepper, scatter, scatter. Anything from Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2 was God's perfect plan. So anything in Genesis chapter 1 was perfect. Anything in Genesis chapter 2 was perfect. Genesis chapter 3 is where the young people started scattering. So what kind of life did Adam live? Please follow me closely this morning. What kind of life did Adam live? What kind of situation, what kind of circumstance was the life of Adam? Adam was the first man, of course. He lived before sin came. He lived in God's perfect will. And God put Adam in the garden. And Adam lacked nothing. Adam did not lack anything. In God's perfect will, Adam lacked nothing. Adam wanted for nothing. He had abundance of all things. God furnished Adam with companionship, with ability and abundance. God gave Adam more than what Adam needed. More. Someone say surplus. Say last. Say surplus. So Adam had surplus of all things. Even till today, Adam still has surplus. Look around you. Look around you. Nature is in surplusity. There are more trees in the forest than human beings can eat from. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? There is more, more water in the oceans than human beings or animals can finish drinking. There are more landed surfaces, land surfaces on the earth than human beings can live in. I mean, God, after creating the earth, went ahead to create other planets that human beings were not even living in. If he lived in what would have called abundance, he had lack for nothing. God's perfect will was in abundance. He didn't need to save for tomorrow, for the raining day. Adam didn't need anything. He wanted nothing. He lacked nothing. Adam never, 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 never had to walk to eat. Adam did not walk to eat. Adam walked, but his walk was not because he needed to survive. Adam's walk was an expression of God's life assignment on him. So when God says, Adam, dress the garden, that was an assignment. Adam was not dressing the garden so that he would have something to eat tomorrow. Are you following my point? 
You didn't get that. Adam was not working to survive. Working to survive is a sign of the curse. Nine to five. Having to go to work so that you have something to eat is an expression of curse. Curse. Adam, not at any time was Adam asked to walk so that he would eat. God already planned everything for him. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. Is... Genesis chapter 1, 26. I need amplified. Genesis 1, 26. I'm going to read through to 30. Genesis 1, 26 to 30. Please. God said, so, that, is that amplified? Amplified, So I need you loud. Do more. Okay, thank you. God said. How many of you enjoyed Dumas' praise and worship this morning? Amazing. An oldie. Uh, uh. You're coming back up. Mm. Genesis 1.26. Amplify. God said. God said. Let us. Let us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the us was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You get that? You get that, Abby? You are not answering me now. I need to be know you are not thinking about. Yeah, I need to know. I need to know. If you answer me back, and I'm sure you're listening. Okay, continue. Make mankind. Let's make mankind. In our image. In our image. After our likeness. After our likeness. And let them have complete authority. It says, let them have complete authority. Over the fish of the sea. Over what? Eh? So every fish in the sea was under Adam, yes? The birds of the air. The birds of the air. The tame beasts. The? Tame. The tame beasts, yes? And over all of the earth. And over everything in the earth. And over everything that creeps upon the earth. And everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man. So God created Adam. In his own image. In his own image. In the image and likeness of God. In the image and the likeness of God, yes. He created him. He created Adam. Male and female. Male and female. He created them. Yes. And God blessed them. God did what? So when God created Adam, the first word that Adam had was what? God bless. When Adam came alive, the first thing that entered the ears of Adam was a blessing. It was not an instruction. You understand this thing later? What Adam had was not an instruction. So that means there was nothing Adam had to do to qualify for the blessing. You didn't get that. It was not about how Adam lived his life. The blessing came before the instruction. The, I, I wish I can say this. You have no need to qualify. You have been qualified. So it says, be blessed, yes? And said to them. And said to them. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Multiply. Multiply. And fill the earth. Fill the earth. And subdue it. And subdue the earth. Using all its vast resources. God was telling Ada that the earth has vast resources. And the way to subdue the earth is to use all the earth's vast resources. Continue. In the service of God. In the service of God. And man. So God was going to tell Adam, use what I've given you. All I'm giving you. In the service of God and man. Continue. And have dominion. And have dominion. Over the fish of the sea. Over the fish of the sea. The birds of the air. The birds of the air. And over every living creature. And over every living creature. That moves upon the earth. So you agree with me. That God's blessing came before his instruction. Adam had opportunity to have everything he needed. And he was not working to survive. Adam didn't have a work that he needed to do to survive. 
Walking, the man's need, the man's current need to walk is a product of the curse on man. What you call your nine to five, hustling. What you call hustling. You see that mindset, that hustling mindset is a curse. I'm a hustler. A day street. Adam was not designed to day street. Adam was put in the garden, not on the street. You get this thing. Adam lived in luxury. I am telling you about God's perfect plan for man. You see, I have not spoken after Genesis chapter 3 because everything just scattered. That's where the party. But before then, God's plan was Adam was going to live in luxury. In plenty. I pray that your heart will be open in the name of Jesus. Every religious blockheadedness, everything they taught you that is fighting against God's word this morning, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You see, your liberty starts first from knowledge. The Bible says you shall know the truth. Set you free. How did I know? Go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Tell me, say, neighbor, are you opening your Bible? Genesis chapter 3, when the yam pepper has cut. 17 to 19, what does it say? Give me, do more. And to Adam. And to Adam. He said. God said. Because you have listened and given heed to the voice of your wife. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife. And have eaten of the tree. And you ate of the tree. Of which I commanded you. That I you, commanded you. Saying. Saying. You shall not eat of it. You shall not eat of this tree. The ground is under a curse. So God cursed the ground because of Adam. Continue. Because of you. Yes. In sorrow and toil. In sorrow and toil. Shall you eat. In sorrow and toil. Someone say toy. Toy is a old word for us. You are struggling. He said in sorrow and toy. What? Shall you eat? Now, this was Adam that the Bible says, Thou mayest freely eat of all the trees in the garden. Thou mayest freely eat. Now, this man will need to sweat to eat. Sweating to eat is a sign of the cross. God's design for work was that man would work as an expression of his assignment on his life. You see what I'm doing? It's my life assignment. I'm not doing this to work. I'm not doing this to eat. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm not doing it to eat. This is my life assignment. God's design that this is what I'll be doing. And my eating and feeding and clothing will be set to divine. That's God's plan. Continue. What does it say? Shall you eat of the yes, fruit yes. of it all the days of your life? All the days of your life. Thorns also. He said thorns. Wait, wait. It's amplified. Do you have who has seed? Contemporary English version. Contemporary English version. Seed. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. That's verse 17. Yes? You listen to your wife. And ate the fruit and I you, told you not to eat. And you ate the fruit I told you not to eat. And so the ground be, will be under a curse. The ground will be under a curse. Because of what you did. Because of what you did. As long as you live. As you live. You will have to struggle. You have to struggle. To grow enough food. To grow enough food. Continue. Okay. Your food will be plants. Your food will be plants. But the ground will produce thorns and thistles. It says the ground, instead of what you are planting, the ground will produce thorns and thistles for you. Yes? 
You will sweat all your life. You will sweat. You will also. You will sweat all your life. That was a curse. That's a curse. That's a curse. It's a curse. Continue. You will sweat all your life to earn a living. You will sweat to earn a living. You see, man was not designed to earn a living. Man was designed to earn a living. It says that his life was to be living out, not to survive. Your work was not supposed to be a means of survival. If your survivor is inched on with your work, with sweat, is a sign of the cross. Anything that's distracting you this morning, you have to be angry with that thing. Because your entire generation may be tied to your understanding of this scripture right now. Your lineage, your children may enjoy for the fact that you understand what I'm saying this morning. You will sweat all your life. From your sweat, you are going to earn living. Continue. What does it say next? Made out of soil. You are made out of soil. And you will once again turn into soil. There's so, so much you give me a message. Just give me a message translation of verse 17. That one is message. Verse 17 and verse 18. What does message say? 17 to 18. He said, yeah. he told the man, yes. because you listened to your wife yes. and ate from the tree, yes. that I commanded you not to eat from. Yes. Don't eat from this tree. Yeah. The very ground is cursed because of you. Yes. Getting food from the ground will be painful as having babies. As having babies is for your wife. So, so getting food will be as stressful as strenuous. Please, when, when, when you're reading this scripture, I want you to be having at the background of your mind that this was the same man that God said to in Genesis chapter 2 that thou mayest freely eat. Thou mayest freely eat of all the trees in the garden. Everything was settled for him. Now, it says getting food will be as strenuous as the pregnancy pangs of a woman. Continue. You will be working in pain. You will be working. Have you seen Lagos people before? <laughs> Lagos people understand this scripture. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. They understand the, the, the reality of this scripture is working in Lagos. In pain. was not designed to walk in pain. Man was designed to walk in luxury. You walk at your pace, not in pain. Not in pain. It says in pain. Continue. What does it say next? Sir, I don't want to read it. Okay. <laughs> the ground will sprout thorns and weeds. You will get your food the very hard way. Planting and styling or tilling and harvesting, sweating in the fields from dawn to dusk. From what? Wait. From Does that look like nine to five? I want you to, please, I'm begging you this morning. You know, like I said, this is the first time I'm teaching this in SLC. I've never taught this before. It's not like I don't know it. But I've never, and the reason why I've never taught it, the reason why I've never taught prosperity in SLC is because... I thought that people, I didn't want people to think I was into ministry for money. I didn't want people to think I was doing this because of what I was going to get. 
But God told me that your people will be poor if you don't teach this. You are going to be a pastor of poor people if you don't teach this. So I spoke to myself. And I said this since last year. I planned this since last year. I said, Lord, I'm going to teach this. Dusk to dawn, dawn to dusk, dawn to dusk. He said in pain, in pain they labored. In pain they got food. So this happened when man sinned. Does that mean that poverty is a direct consequence of sin? Eh? Answer me please now. Does that, is it clear that lack, scarcity, toiling, pain, struggling, having not enough is a product, is a direct product of sin? Is that true? All right. So man willingly submitted himself to the lordship of Satan. Satan is a cruel and a wicked master. Adam was the lord of the earth. But the lord of the earth became the subject of a merciless master. Adam, separated from God, joined himself to Satan. So there are three things that happened when Adam sinned. One, three things, write this down. Number one, three things happened when Adam sinned. Three things. Number one was spiritual death. Man became dead spiritually. That's number one. God said, the day that thou eatest of this fruit, that day thou shalt die. Adam did not die physically because he lived to be about 900 and something years afterwards. But the Bible said, Adam died. What died in Adam? Adam was divinely cut off from God. Spiritual death. The first thing that happened to man, the first thing sin brings to man is that sin brings separation from God. Even till today, the target of sin in your life, please listen to me, is to separate you from God. What sin wants to do is overwhelm you with guilt and condemnation so that when you commit sin, instead of running to God, you run from God. That's the, that's the target of sin. Number two was bodily weakness and sorrow. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. So man's body became weak. Sickness and disease. Man became vulnerable to sickness and disease after sin came. Man was an eternal being. For the first time, man became a temporary being because he now had a dead, a, a dying day. Man didn't used to have a dying day. So his body changed. Sin affected not just the spirit of man. Sin affected his body. Man became bodily weak because sin came. Number two. Number three was poverty. Poverty. Lack and toiling. Poverty is a cause. The day it shows and it's clear to you that poverty is a cause, you will handle it with more seriousness. Poverty is a cause. If you are poor in your family, it's a cause. The pastor does say, we have seen many righteous people there are many righteous people that died of sickness. And yet we know God is a healer. Isn't that? Answer me in our church. I know people were holy people, great people, nice people who died of sickness. And that does not mean that health wasn't God's plan for them. You can't make anybody's experience make God's word a lie in your life. 
The fact that someone that you respected so much is not expressing God's grace in a part of his life does not mean that that grace is not available. There are people that died by accident. But it's not God's will for anyone to die by accident. I'm saying it now. I'm saying it now because that spirit that is telling you you may die by accident. It is not God's will for anyone to die by accident. It's not God's will. Check all our patriarchs. We have three of them. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Which one of them died by camel accident? That camel was rushing and passing. And camel ran over Father Abraham. And thus, he has gone to be with the Lord. None. None. None of them died by us riding. None of them. There was none of those guys that didn't know when he was going to die. Everyone was sure. They called their children. They blessed them and they died. Everyone died intentionally. They died. They said, I am now going to die. They died. Are you following my point? They died deliberately. So the fact that somebody that you respect died of accident, plane crash, whatever, does not mean that was God's plan for your life or that God's word for protection for you was a lie. Poverty is a cross. So after Adam fell, God began to strategize. God started a new generation. He called out a new nation. He called out a new man. This man will be a total breakaway from the entire generation of the earth. This man's name was Abraham. So God called out Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, help me do more. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. God said to Abraham, leave your country. Give me King James. And I would bless them that bless thee. Okay, so God, God was calling, and I need Duma because she's holding the mic. Duma, help me. Thank you very much. Duma, help me. 12, 1, 2, 3. Yeah. On the mic. Get thee. Now get. the Lord had said unto Abraham. Yes. Get thee out of thy country. Yes. And from thy kindred. So God was going to call out Abraham from the generations that were. Because God wanted to start a new thing with Abraham. Adam had fallen. Abraham, sorry, Adam had fallen. Abraham was a new generation. So God called out. Now, there was, where Adam was living, and I'm going to say this again. Where Adam was living was a land of sin. He was living in the awe of Chaldeans and they were giving to idol worship. So there was no, there was no, there was no description of Adam's lifestyle before his call. So as to assume that it was his holiness that qualified him for the call. I don't know where that church is here today. God looked at Adam and Abraham and called him out from a generation of idol worshipping. And says, come, continue. What does it say, Duma? Get thee out of thy country. Get thee out of thy country. And from thy kindred. From thy kindred. And from thy father's house. Yes. Unto a land that I will show you. A land that I will show you. And I will make of thee. I will make of thee. A great nation. A great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will bless thee. And make thy name great. I would make your name. That verse what? Verse 2. Verse 2. Give me verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee. I will bless those that bless you. And curse them that curse thee. I will curse those. So God says, I'm going to make you. And then what it says in yours, in you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So God called out Abraham. Are you following me this morning? Are you sleeping? Okay. God called out Abraham and said, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So you can already see that God was designing something that will be global. I will explain this as it connects with Christ later. In you, 
shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Call him out. So he says, I will bless the entire family. Give me Genesis chapter 17. No, that's, it's, it's too long. We won't be able to read it, but write it down so you can read it at home. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 9. God said, I'm going to make you an established covenant. Genesis chapter 17, 1 to 9. So I'm giving you a family, it's a covenant that affects the entire earth. I'm going to establish my covenant with your children. And Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, 16 to 18. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. God began to swear. If you look, give, give that one to me. Genesis 22. 22, 16 to 18. Do more. And said by myself. God said, I swore by myself. Have I sworn? I've sworn. Seer the Lord. Seer the Lord. For because thou hast done this Because you have done this thing. And hast not withheld thy son. And you have not withheld your son from me. Thine only son. Yes. That in blessing I will bless thee. In blessing I will bless you. And in multiplying I will multiply in thy In multiplying I would multiply. Yes. Thy seed. Thy seed. As the stars of the heaven. Yes. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. Yes. Yes. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. The seed shall possess the gates of That sounds like protection for me. Yes. Continue. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth. So it says in thy seed. I'm Please very carefully look at that word that he didn't say in your seeds. That he said in your... So he was talking about one person. One person. That there was one person that would come out of Abraham who was going to be the connecting point for the blessings of Abraham to the entire nations. One seed. What was the result of this covenant of blessings? So God called out Abraham. And what God did to prove his covenant over Abraham is that Abraham became very wealthy. God could have said, no, 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 you don't need money. Let me just be talking to you, be hearing my voice. That's a sign that I'm with you. Are you following my point? So you can say, well, we are spiritual people here, but we are very broke. To create a physical manifestation of the blessing on Abraham, God ensured that Abraham became wealthy. Let me give you that scripture. Genesis chapter 13, verse 2. Genesis 13, verse 2, King James. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, yes? In silver. In silver. And in gold. And in gold. And he went on his journeys. And Abraham was very rich. Abraham, the friend of God. Abraham was not a pastor. Abraham was a man with whom God was going to start a new generation. The Bible says this Abraham was very rich in gold and in silver. So I say very rich. Say God made Abraham very rich. So God, Abraham, give me Genesis 24. We're going to be very fast. Genesis 24 verse 1. Genesis 24 verse 1. And Abraham was old. Abraham was old. And well stricken in age. And well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And God had blessed Abraham in all things. Everything. Look at his family. Blessed. Servants. Blessed. House. Blessed. Cars. Blessed. Mansions. Blessed. But say God had blessed him in all things. Do you know that if it was only spiritual, it would not say in all things. You don't say, and God had blessed Abraham. Eh? Spiritually. When he said in all things, it meant in all things, including spiritually. I don't know whether you got me this morning. So that's Abraham. And his servant explained how it happened. Genesis 24, 35, 34 to 35. Genesis 24, 34, Genesis 24, 34 to 35. Genesis 24, 34 to 35. 
And he said, and Abraham's, Abraham's servant said, yes? I am Abraham's servant. Yes. And the Lord had blessed my master greatly. And the Lord had blessed my master greatly. And he is become great. And my master Abraham had become great, yes? And he had given him flocks. And God had given him flocks. And herds. And calves, yes? And silver. And silver. And gold. And gold. And men servants. And men servants. And maid servants. And maid servants. And camels. And camels. And asses. And asses. So you see that God blessed Abraham. Now, he said in all things. Because some people say, no, 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 no. Maybe it meant in holiness, in righteousness. And so he said, let us list it. He blessed him in camels, in horses, in asses, in men employees, in female employees, in great companies. See, my master Abraham is very great. So that was Abraham. The next person after Abraham was Isaac. Was the son of Abraham. In Genesis chapter 26, give it to me, Genesis 26, I need amplified for this. Genesis 26, 12, 13, and 14. Genesis 26, 12, 13, and 14. Genesis 26, 12, 13, 14. Amplified. Then Isaac sowed seed in that land. Isaac sowed seed in that land. And received in the same year. Sorry, wait. Are you guys listening to me? You are looking at me somehow. You don't like money? God forbid. Isaac, yes, God forbid, I pray for you. <laughs> Everything that is drawing you close to poverty is broke. Every family cause, every mindset that is drawing you close to poverty, to management, let's just manage, is broken this morning in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I, am, I am very serious with this thing. I'm very serious with this thing. I'm very serious with this. I'm not playing. The only thing I'm most serious with this thing is, more, is rapture. That's the only thing I'm most serious with. I'm serious like an, like an art failure. Oh, yeah. Then Isaac sowed seed. Isaac sowed seed. In that land. This Isaac is your second father after Abraham. Second father. Okay, okay continue. And received in the same year. He received the same year. A hundred times as much as he had planted. And hundred times as much as he has planted, yes. And the Lord favored him with And blessings. the Lord favored him, yes. And the man became great. Now, the man became great. And gained more. And gained more. And more. Somebody doesn't look like our, our, our year, team of the year. He gained more and more and more and more. And it, Isaac was gaining more. He was not losing. He was gaining. He was gaining more employees, gaining more companies, gaining more houses. He was gaining more. Continue to do more. What does it say next? Until he became very wealthy. Until he became very how? He was gaining more. I declare over you today, lift up your right hands. In this city, you will gain more and more. In the name of Jesus. Bible says he gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Yes? And distinguished. And distinguished. He owned flocks. He owned flocks. Herds. He owned what? Herds. Herds. Now, these were not his father's flocks. It was not Gogulogu Omo that sat down, crossed his leg, hoping for his father to die. There was no connection between what Isaac had and his father. The only thing that Isaac got from his father was the covenant. That was the only thing that worked. He had his own flocks. He had his own companies. He had his own cars. Continue. What does he say next? And a great supply of servants. And it was a great. Great supply. I was listening to Bishop David Lupo who said that winners had 30,000 staff members in Nigeria alone. 30,000. Some states don't have that much. They're in that state. And they're still owing. 
30,000. Stop. Grace supply. A day will come, you will come into your company and you have great supply of staff. In the name of Jesus. Are there business owners in this place this morning? Are there business, are there company owners in this place this morning? I'm praying for you. A day will come, you will enter your company and you will see 1,000 staff. In the name of Jesus. If your faith was strong, I will know it. Your faith wasn't strong enough. You are a tailor. You enter your tailor shop. And there are a thousand people walking. You churn out 2,000 garments every two, two hours. Every day, you churn out 5,000 garments. They ask for your garments from Somalia. They ask them from Kenya, from Kodova. You are supplying nations. That's what happened to Yezik. He had great supply. Great supply. Continue, what is the next? And the Philistines envied him. And the Philistines envied. Envy is a sign of the blessing. Not pity. Pity is the sign of the cause. Some of you wear pity face. Always looking for pity. Always for those that pity you. Every day you are begging for money. Every day you are begging for money. Every day is a spirit. You think that you can draw favor by pity? Nobody helps who God has not helped. Until you know this thing. Nobody helps. God has not helped. Nobody helps. You are looking broke, busted. Nobody help you. People want to help who God has helped. So they can register their help. Because they are not sure whether your story will be better. You don't look poor. Somebody sent us 1.2 million. From Lagos. Never had been in before. Never. Never. She just watches my status and blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Sent 1.2 million. I'm blessed. Don't say I'm blessed. Yeah. Sent one point. I just saw the in our church account. I just saw the alarm. I said, ah. From where? Ah. So I called the person. I said, hello. He said, yeah, Pastor, you know, I just I'm, I'm so blessed. She's a young single lady. I don't play with ladies, though. I can show you scripture how ladies were supporting Jesus. I can show you scripture. They didn't mention any man name there. Man, <laughs> men have to sit up. Men have to sit up, amen? Men have to sit up. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. I can show you scripture. Luke chapter 19. Open oh, Luke chapter 19. That's one. What does it say? Sir. Uh -huh. <coughs> ah, Luke 19, 1. What does it say? Look, Susanna. Let me see it. Oh, Susanna. Someone should look for it for me. Should be look. Look at that look. It's 19, 18, 17. Susanna. And uh, people will supply their substance to support the ministry of Jesus. My Bible scholar will get it for me now. Her name is Suzanne. And Mary Madeline, out of whom she he casted out seven demons. Eh? Look at three. Continue. Start from, start, from the, start from verse 2. Eh? She's not. Certain women who have been healed of evil spirit and infirmity, yes? Mary called Magdalene. Out of whom seven devils went out, yes? And Joanna who? Of your, yes? 
Herod's what? So, people from the family of Herod. You know Herod? Eh? You know Herod, Abby? From the government house. Don't say government house. Government house. Say it again, say government house. Government. Say it very well, say it very well. From the government house. These women from the government house, yes? And Susanna. And many, see, can you see they did not mention Ibrahim? They did not mention James. They did not mention any man. Men have to sit up. Men have to sit up. I'm telling you. I don't believe men. I don't believe men. Many other women. What, are, what were they doing, my friend? They ministered unto Jesus of their substance. Say, Jesus, what do you need? A billionaire today. Say, my, 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 my staff is brilliant. From the government house. <laughs> She's a single lady. Amplify that, me. Oh, yeah, please. Who ministered to? Pass two, please. Pass two. Pass two. Yeah. And also, and also, some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Yes. Mary. Mary. Called Magdalene. Called Magdalene. From whom seven demons had been expelled. Yes. And Joanna. And Joanna. The wife of Chusa. The wife of Chusa. Yes. Household manager. Yes. And Susanna. Susanna. And many others. Many others. Who ministered to. Yes. And provided for him. Provided for him. And them out of their property. Out of their property. What's the property? Property. Out of the property, yes. And personal belonging. Personal belonging. Blessed. Blessed. So I called her. I said, can I pray with you? Do you have anything you want me to pray about? He said, no. She's blessed. Kai. So I said, no, you must have a prayer point. <laughs> my my anointing is, is, is boiling. <laughs> you cannot send that kind of money and say you don't have a need. She said, Pastor, I don't have anything. So I'm just blessed. Yes. People only help who God has helped. There was a day nobody would send me that kind of money. There was a day nobody would send me that kind of money. Nobody. The Philistines have been there. Let me rush. My time is almost up. The next person is Jacob. Jacob, give it to me. Jacob, Genesis 13, verse 43. Jacob, Genesis 30, verse 43. Ha, I will not finish this thing. Yes? Yes? And he had many sheep and goats. That was Jacob, yes? And maid servants. And maid servants. Men servants. Men servants. Camels. Camels. And donkeys. And donkeys. Give me Genesis chapter 32, verse 9 to 10 in Amplified. Genesis chapter 32. Verse 9 to 10, I'm going to rush this Jacob thing. Jacob said, Yes, what does it say? O God of my father. O God of my father. Abraham and God of my father Isaac. The God of my father Abraham and God of my, my father Isaac, yes. The Lord who said to me, The Lord who sent me, Return to your country. Re the Lord said to me, Return to your country, yes. And to your people. And to your people. And I will do you good. And I will do you good, yes. I am not worthy. I am not worthy of the list of the mercy of the list of the mercy and loving kindness and the loving kindness of, and all the faithfulness and all, all the faithfulness which you have shown to your which servant which have shown to me your servant for with only my staff with only my staff I passed over this Jordan so Jonah said Jacob said I was passing this place with only my staff all I had with me was a rod when I left this place he said but now and now and now I have become two companies I have become two companies so I came with only my staff. But I've become two companies. So I'm going to stop on Jacob. I want to talk about Joseph. I want to talk about a lot more, but I'm going to stop because of our time. And I wanted to emphasize the fact that these were the men that God called out. 
and he had to make them wealthy because it was his will for them. Poverty is not God's will for you. God is not teaching you anything with poverty. God is not using poverty to teach you patience. God is not using poverty to check whether you know how to manage something. Poverty does not work for God. If you look at the nature of God, it's a nature of abundance. An abundant God will not teach his children with scarcity. No. No. So let, let me just round up with this. Deuteronomy chapter 8. We're going to end with this because of our time. Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I want us to celebrate God a bit this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. And beware. And beware. Lest you say in your... Deuteronomy 8, 17. 870, Deuteronomy 870, continue. And beware. Yes. Lest you say in your mind and heart. Lest you say in your mind and heart. My power. My power. And the might of my hand. And the might of my hands. I've gotten me this wealth. I've gotten me this wealth. But you shall earnestly. But you shall earnestly. Remember the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. For it is He. But for it is God. Who gives you power. Are you following that scripture? To get wealth. Wait, 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 do more. I need to get everyone's attention. I'm begging you. Don't be distracted. God said it is God. That gives you power. To do what? Do more. To get wealth. He gives you power to get wealth. When God wants to give you power, he's giving you power to get wealth. Being wealthy is God's plan for your life. I want you to sink into your heart. When you walk out of this door, you must see poverty. More. You have romanced it too long. You have understood with it. You have explained it away. And found a way to excuse your prosperity by embracing it in a manageable way. The Bible says that God gave you power to get well. Continue, what does it end with? That he may establish his covenant. Tithios, God gave you wealth that he may do what? Establish his covenant. With who? Which he swore to your fathers. So, this is it. Three points. Three points. This three points is very important. If I've not gotten anything, get this one. Number one point. The Bible says that God gave you power to get wealth, to establish the covenant he made with Abraham. If you don't have wealth, you will not be able to establish that covenant. The way God wants to show that he had covenant with Abraham is that you become wealthy. Does that sound like very simple English? So number one, God gave covenant men power to get wealth. God gave covenant men power to get wealth. All our patriarchs were the wealthiest in their days. Abraham was the wealthiest. Isaac was the wealthiest. Isaac was wealthier than the entire nation of the Philistines. Jacob was cheated by labor, yet he became extremely wealthy as a servant. In a strange land, the blessing works everywhere, Nigeria or Canada. Some of you are useless in your life in Nigeria because you're waiting to travel. The remainder of your life here, you are useless in it, thinking that you may not travel for the next 10 years. You better be serious with what you have now. Is what you have that you have. 
and until you are serious with what you have. Because the beginning of uselessness is to look forward to an uncertain future. What if you never travel? You refuse to get a job? You refuse to get a business? You refuse to do anything because you are waiting for that which is to come? What if it never comes? What if it comes in 20 years? Why not do with what you have? The blessing works in this country. The blessing of Abraham works in this country. God gives covenant men, please listen. He gave covenant men power to get wealth. Number two, wealth is necessary to establish the covenant. That scripture says that he may establish the covenant. Is that what it says? That God gave you power to get wealth because he wants to establish the covenant he made with Abraham. He said to Abraham, I'm going to establish my covenant with you. But because he, he cannot establish it, he has to establish it by making you wealthy. So the power to get wealth was given to you because God wanted to make sure that his promise to Abraham comes true. Number three, he says, in order for God to fulfill what he has promised Abraham, he must allow Abraham's descendants to prosper as it is this day. Now, if you look at the end of that scripture, verse 16, what does it say? His covenant which he swore to your fathers yes. as it is this day. So God was talking about today. Any day you read that scripture, it will say what? If you read it yesterday, to say what? If you read it today, to say what? If you read it tomorrow, what will you say? It is the day that you wake up that becomes your day. If you leave your wanting tomorrow, it will still be this day. But you could have woken up today. He said it is as fresh as it was the day he made it to Abraham. As it is this day. The blessing is as authentic as it was on that day. This day. Someone say this day. Say it loud. Say this day. Say this day is my day. This day. This day. This day. This day. So what did Christ do? Christ. What is Ah. I'll finish this in this one. Osaye. Osaye. Oropo. 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 What did Christ do? I didn't care. Jesus Christ is not going to be I cannot be that Jesus Christ came and died just for us to have money. What about people that don't even know Jesus? Don't they have money? Yes. Even in the days of Abraham, people that didn't know God had money. But they had money in store that God would transfer it to Abraham. That's why they had money. They are banks. Every person outside the covenant is a bank. God is holding that money in trust for his children. Ah, you have to find out that. You have to understand that. Jesus, give me Re Revelation chapter ah, Give me Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. And somebody should remind me that I want to end. Just remember that, Pastor, you wanted to end with Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Why did Jesus die? Give it to me, you do more. What does it say? Say the loud voice. Deserving is the Lamb. Give me King James. In the loud voice, they shouted in the heaven. Why did Jesus die? Because you cannot be older than the Bible. This book is the last book of the, of the Bible. That's the most serious thing that's shared there. Final. Revelation 5, verse 12. What does it say? Help me do more. Saying with a loud voice. Yes. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. That was slain. That was slain. To receive power. He was slain 
to receive what? Power. Now, the first thing Jesus Christ was slain to receive for us, because Jesus Christ did not need it. Eh? He didn't need it. The lamb was slain to receive for us power. We became weak in Adam. We became servants, but now the power is restored. Number two. And riches. Someone say riches. And that's it. That's it. I hope this thing will just break every fiber of religion in your heart. Christ was slain. I did not believe that Jesus Christ can die. He was slain to receive riches. Jesus Christ was not poor. God says, you know the grace of Jesus Christ that he was rich. And then he became poor. That he through his poverty. Remaining poor is useless in Jesus Christ's poverty. In a waste. Remain poor after he became poor. That he may become rich. Then you remain poor. Then he becoming poor becomes a waste. Just like if you, become, if you remain sick, he carrying the pain of your sickness becomes a waste. What does it say next? And Riches. Wisdom. And wisdom. And strength. And strength. And honor. And honor. And glory. And glory. And blessing. So Jesus Christ came to receive that. He died to receive all those. Galatians about three. I can handle this. What has Jesus done? If you look at Abraham, you see a man, then you come and see Moses. Moses brought in another because Moses was the one that led Israel out of Egypt and God gave them blessings. I'll do that next week. He taught them and he cursed them. God blessed them and he cursed them. So that's what they call the blessing of the law and the curses of the law. The blessing of the law was just 10 verses. The curses was 56 verses. The curse outweighs the blessing. And all the blessing and the curses that God gave his children is within health and prosperity. Health. Everything around the blessing has to do with their health and their prosperity. Their health and their finance. So if they are blessed, they are blessed in their health and their finance. If they are prosperous, they are prosperous in their health and their finance. That's why I taught John verse 2, because I wish above all things that you do what? Be in health and prosper. So, Galatians 3 verse 13, what does it say? It says Christ has done what? Redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us. Eh? Help me. From the curse of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. So Jesus was not cursed. Jesus became a curse. Jesus became a curse. Because it was written that curses every man that hangs upon the tree. Is that what it says, do more? That what will happen? That he, that the blessing of Abraham might That come. the blessing of Abraham would do what? Come on the Gentiles. Would jump on us. The blessing that he gave Abraham, the blessing of the patriarch, would jump over every requirement of being a Jew. That blessing would jump and come upon us who are Gentiles. So today, I have right to the blessing. The Bible says in Christ there is no Jew, no Greek, no Hebrew. All over the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So Jesus was the connecting point between Nigerians and Abraham. Yeah. You understand that? He said, and anyone who is in Christ is an heir of Abraham. If you are Christ, if you are, the moment you become born again, you are a child of Abraham. And so therefore you are entitled to that flow of supply. Was Jesus poor? Bible says he became poor. The question is, when did he become poor? When did Jesus Christ become poor? 
When? Was it when he commanded fishes out of the sea? That he became poor? Was it when he was supposed to pay tax? And he said to Peter, go catch a fish. There's a gold coin in the fish's mouth. Is that when he was poor? Was it when he took five bread and two fishes and fed 5,000 people with it? Is that when he became poor? Was it? Was it when he, he, he sat in a place and turned water to wine? If Joker was in a wine company, was in a wine, if he was in wine business, he would just be fetching water. Just be fetching water. Is why is he fetching water? Why is he just be fetching water? The Bible says that the wine was best. He said, "You have kept the best until now." Joker was in, if Joker was in fishing, he was in fishing industry. He would just come in the morning when everybody's tired and they're gone. Call him. All the pieces together. When did you guys become poor? Jesus Christ became poor when he got on the cross. Jesus Christ was not a poor man. So forget all that picture you are seeing with him carrying sand butter and one lamp. That's not Jesus. If you see Jesus, the Bible says there's Susanna. People from, people from government house were giving him supplies. He's a poor man. Some of you cannot even marry who you want to marry because the boy is poor. You know that this is God's will for you. The day you brought him home, your mother said, Rissi, come. <laughs> come, sir. I want to move, move here, no? You're just see me. You, have, you, have, you, have, you know that this is God's will for my life. But back, the boy came with one trouser like that. And shoe. Your mother called you and said, I want to see you. He said, it's as if you want to perpetrate poverty in this family. See how we are suffering. See how, and you still went to bring that. He said, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, right now, before I open my eyes, go and break that relationship. Some of you cannot carry your boyfriend home because of you, he's poor. And you already know that it's God's will for your life. Can you see how poverty is visiting you? You went to your in-laws house only to find out that what you used to sew your, your, your clothes is what they use for their curtains. You just found out. So you and the cutting are wearing and cool. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You have not been able to do what God wants to do with your life. But here there's a blessing. Prosperity. It starts first with your disposition towards poverty. How is your disposition towards poverty? You know, if I am now, you know, you know I mean, when it comes to health and healing, just like Bukola Shabbat said, I'm very keen about health. I am, I am as healthy as a horse. As I'm standing here. Nobody's healthier than me in this world. My heart is perfect. My kidneys are functioning. From the crown, everything is perfect. If I sense a single pain in my stomach, I don't tolerate it. I in the name of Jesus, out! I'm violent like that. But yet you see symptoms of lack in your account. And you let it slide. You don't tolerate fever in your body. But just tolerate fever in your account. The same violence with which you operate with sickness, you must engage against poverty. Poverty is a curse. Lack is a curse. The Bible spoke about Solomon. God said, I'll make you wealthy. I'll make you wealthy. Listen to me. If you enter heaven today, you'll be shocked. The, that place was made with gold. 
the, the floor. So my wife was in the market yesterday to, to, to buy gold. Say a gram of gold now, about 37,000. One gram. But it's kota, never. You are the one wearing it here. You wear kota on your neck. <laughs> wear kota on your hand. Wear, wear kota. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm expressing how powerful heaven is. Of course, gold is a beautiful thing. My ring is gold, pure gold. What is kota? When they just look down, they say, ah, what a kota? <laughs> Compared to the dimensions of wealth in heaven. And the Bible says, let your will be done on earth. Yes. As it is in heaven. How does God want you to live? As it is in heaven. How does God want you to eat? He said you will eat in plenty. You will eat in plenty. And you have plenty leftovers. Have I blessed you this morning? Yes. I want you to be very violent. Against every trace of poverty that destroyed your parents' life and is trying to skin into your own life. It starts with a disposition. You see, if I can get you to think right, I'll get you to act right. That's my first point. If I can get you to believe right. Because the first thing is that a lot of people are seated here who don't think what I'm saying is true. As I'm saying it now, you already have questions in your mind. No, 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 no. I cannot believe that. And you are broke. And then the money is not everything. When you are wise, you will not say something like that. Why don't we have Christians in politics? If you want to do politics in this, in this church, you say, Pastor, God is calling me to politics. Ask how much you have. Go and bring 50 million. Let's burn it with fire. We'll burn it with fire. And you go home and your mind is dissettled. Then you are ready for politics. Am I telling the truth? We burn the 50 million with fire. And you say, what's that? And you walk away. Then you are ready for politics. Because people burn money in politics. They're likely to spend $2 billion. And she lost. Boom, fire. And she, she, she did not die. $2 billion. So why don't we have Christian politics? No money. How will you get there? How are we able to sustain a place like this? How? How do you pay for all this stuff? You think I laid hands on the people that brought this here? I say, be fruitful. <laughs> be screamful. Be smokeful. No, we pay. Mula. Why is your business not prospering? Mula. Mula. And you are seeing poverty squatting with you, entering and even calling his fellow friends. Come in, there's space here. And you are not reacting. Poverty shifts for lack. Shifts for scarcity. They shift and say, and they call their friends sickness. We still have space for more. And you are not reacting. You are not selling anything. And you are not reacting. They are not calling you from everywhere. Asking that what are you selling? And you're not reacting. And just say, you know, one kind, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. I'll say, blessed be the God of our Father, Jesus Christ, who always causes us. Someone say, Pastor, please. I want to beg you. Just let me give you one more scripture. Just one more. I will end with this one. I promise. Under God. Lord, Father, you are a witness to me. Between me and this man. Oh, amen. Amen. Amen.
First Corinthians chapter eight, chapter nine, verse eight. Amplify. First Corinthians. I'm going to end with this. If I if I don't end with this, just switch off my mic. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. Is that nine eight? Eight nine. What does eight nine say? Do 2 Corinthians. Check, 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 check for me. I'm, this, this is not in my notes. I'm quoting offhand. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 or 9, 9 or 8. One of either. Okay. What does it say? 8, 9. That's it. All right. So give it to me. Amplify. I want amplified. Amplified. Okay. So let's read it together. Everybody, please. God is able to do what? God is. I can't hear you very well. Do more. Is able to make God is able to make yes all grace all grace every favor every favor and earthly blessing and earthly blessings come to you wait the Bible was very good to qualify that that the kind of blessing we're talking about is what so say earthly blessing give me an example of an earthly blessing you know because there's a blessing and there's blessings there's the blessing that produces blessings. I will explain that next week. The blessing and blessings. So give me one of the blessings of the earth. Everything comes from this earth. Abi, there's nothing on this earth that didn't come from this earth. This plastic is made from this earth. So one of the blessings of the earth is what? Give me, give me, give me fast. Eh? Eh? What? Gold? Gold is from the earth. That's a blessing of the earth. Another one? That gold is too far. You're looking like a Roman. Let's, what are we talking about? We here. Money. Fuel is <laughs> a blessing of the earth. Isn't it a blessing of the earth? Right now. Fuel. Oil. House. Cars. Nice shoes. Nice clothes. The Bible says God is able to do what with all these earthly blessings? Come to you in abundance. He's able to make all these earthly blessings come to you in, in which way? Abundance. Once in a while? No, Just once in a while? No, How? So that abundance, let it sink into your mind. That everything I have, God wants me to have it in abundance. If I have houses, God wants me to have houses. How? That's you know, Bishop Oedebo built a house for Pastor Kenneth Copeland. A big mansion in Kenaland. He built them a house. So anytime they come to Nigeria, they stay in the house. They come once a year. Somebody is paid to clean the house every day. For someone that will come once a year. That's all waste. Waste of money. All the trees that God created that is bringing forth fruit in the forest and just bringing forth fruit, nobody's eating them. Why is God so wasteful? Waste of trees. All the water in the ocean and like that nobody's drinking. Why is there so much water everywhere? When nobody's drinking it, so, so much waste. Waste of water. That's abundance. So you have a house in Canada, have a house in Bulgaria, have a house in... It's okay. It's okay. So when you travel out, you have a house. There. Once you have a house everywhere. It's poverty that is dragging your mind. It's dragging your destiny with you. Continue to more. Let's help with that quickly. So that you may always... So that you may how? Always. Someone say always. always. Not up today, down tomorrow. Not broke today. Broke, I have money tomorrow. Always do what? And under all circumstances. Come, they cannot see you very well. 
always and under all circumstances. Always. And in Nigeria. Always. And every circumstance, what happens? And whatever the need be. Whatever the need be. Be self-sufficient. Be self-sufficient. Possessing enough. So that self-sufficiency means that you have enough. Uh -huh. Possessing enough. To require no aid. To require no aid. Or support. Or support. And furnished. You don't need urgent 2K at any time. Requiring no help or support from anybody. Are you listening to the scriptures? Are you listening to that scripture? Some of you are laughing, but I want just be serious. I'm listening to that scripture. What does it end with? And furnished in abundance. You are furnished in abundance. For every good work. For every good work. And charitable donation. So you have enough. Thank you very much. For every good work. And you have enough to give. I told you about me having gold. Gold is expensive. Gold is expensive. Gold was bought for me by my wife. It's, it takes abundance to wait. Are you following my point? It takes abundance now to wait, to be buying gold. It's a, it's a dimension of abundance. But this dimension of abundance is not even close to what God operates in. So God always has enough. So when he looks at you as his child, he wants you to always have enough. I'm going to give you two minutes to pray. You are going to help me look for every anger you can find. You are going to help me look for every fury you can find. Against every expression of lack in your life. Everything you can help me look for in your spirit that gets you hungry. Against that grip of poverty in your spirit. You are going to lift up your voice. I'm beginning to declare that poverty, you have no place in my life. I have abundance of all things. I have abundance of all things. Kabato suketaliki bliatire. Rekabato shebrianatire. Kabababa suketelekatelia. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I have abundance of all things. Ikakatasaya. Eko supratekaya. Rika bababa shikabataya baha. Is somebody hungry in church this morning? Is somebody ready for something new? He said this covenant, I'm making it with you as this day, this day. As it is this day. As it is this day. As it is this day. Isha mamba kosika. Ebata mambratea. Rika baba baba bato sita eka shina na na nandoko eba baba 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 bata rika mambra teka raba baba baba Lord, I declare that I'm prosperous in all things. I'm gonna give you two more minutes to pray. 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 I'm gonna give you two more minutes to pray. I'm gonna give you two more. Hey, Ikakabata, Mambako Shikama, Eko Sutaya, Ilaga Baba Baba Tayabataya, Raka Baba Baba Shakabataya, Embam Bam 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 Bra, Embam Bam Baboko, Eko Sikataya Bahaya. I declare prosperity over you. In the name of Jesus, we'll stop your parent. We'll not stop you.
Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.